brothers and sisters, on this Sunday morning, we give thanks to God that we can be here together to worship our sovereign Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May we be encouraged by the good news of this gospel message today. We warmly welcome all guests joining us this morning. Council has the following announcements. Attestation has been requested by Sister Laura Van Leeuwen to the Canadian Reformed Church of Nurlandia and Sister Carmen Vanderveen to the Providence Canadian Reformed Church in Edmonton. We wish both of our sisters the Lord's blessings in their new congregation. Council has decided to extend the deadline for nominations. Nominations are to be submitted by December 19th, 2021. Due to the overwhelming need of, um, for aid for, from the flooding in the lower mainland of British Columbia, our collection this Sunday will be for the churches of the Sumas Prairies, facilitated by their deacons to help offset rebuilding costs. This morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Van Spronson. And now in preparation for worship, we will praise our God with the singing of the pre-service song, Psalm 93.
Let us rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 29. In the psalm we praise the Lord for the power of his voice and his majesty as we also find peace in him. Psalm 29, all stanzas.
through the voice of the Lord in the Ten Commandments, God speaks these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, or your male servant or your female servant, or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, and you shall not commit adultery and you shall not steal, and you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Lord Jesus teaches us that the summary of this law is that we are to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We'll now sing in response of the voice of the Lord declared in creation and in his law with the singing of Psalm 19, stanzas 1 and 3.
join in prayer. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your awesome power that you have revealed to us, your grace to us to gather us in worship. Thank you that we may know you as our God, our Father in Jesus Christ, our Lord. As we again could hear the Ten Commandments together, we thank you, Father, how these Ten words of the covenant speak to us in our lives, also in our struggles, uh, in, against our temptations, against sins in our lives. And Father, as we again hear your voice in these Ten Commandments, we see how we are sinners and how we have sinned against you and against those around us, whether it is in our thoughts, or words, or the things we have done, Lord, we confess before you that we are not worthy of the grace you show to us. We thank you, Father, that as we read the Ten Commandments, as we see them shining in our hearts and our lives, like a bright light exposing our sins, we may do this in the knowledge that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to perfectly keep all these commandments, that you sent your Son to lead us into that fellowship of life and peace with you that we could also sing about. We know these commandments are pure. We know that they enlighten our eyes. And we thank you for how you guide us into new life through Jesus Christ, by your Holy Spirit, also through these words. And we ask that you will help us to show thankfulness in our lives for the work Jesus Christ, for your grace. Also, we show this thankfulness in the way that we speak, in the way that we love you and love our neighbor. We ask, Father, that as we turn to your word, that you will bless the reading of, this, of your revelation, this word, and also its proclamation this morning. All these things we ask in Jesus' name, amen. continue the series on Exodus uh, this morning, and in connection with that, we'll read together from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 13, verse 4. See the struggle that we have as followers of Jesus Christ to obey his call and his word in spite of our own weaknesses to trust in his voice and in his word. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1, we'll start there. If you're in the building, you can find that on page 970 in the book of, or in, in the Bible on the pew in front of you. Hear the word of the Lord. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man I will boast, but on my own behalf I will not boast, except of my weaknesses." 
Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me and to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have been a fool. You forced me to it, for I ought to have been commended by you. For I was not at all inferior to these super-apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience, with signs and wonders and mighty works. For in what were you less favored than the rest of the churches, except that I myself did not burden you? Forgive me this wrong. Here for the third time I am ready to come to you. And I will not be a burden, for I seek not what is yours, but you. For children are not obligated to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? But granting that I myself did not burden you, I was crafty, you say, and got the better of you by deceit. Did I take advantage of you through any of those whom I sent to you? I urged Titus to go and sent the brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? Did we not act in the same spirit? Did we not take the same steps? Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? It is in the sight of God that we have been speaking in Christ and all for your upbuilding, beloved. For I fear that perhaps when I come I may find you not as I wish and that you may find me not as you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. I fear that when I come again, my God may humble me before you, and I may have to mourn over many of those who sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual immorality, and sensuality that they have practiced. This is the third time I am coming to you. Every charge must be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. I warn those who sinned before and all the others And I warn them now, while absent, as I did when present on my second visit, that if I come again, I will not spare them, since you seek proof that Christ is speaking in me. He is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful among you. For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him, by the power of God. As far as the reading of Scripture, we'll now sing again of the voice of the Lord, the Mighty One who proclaims His Word, Psalm 50, stanza 1. <laughs> 